Good evening and welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dan Camilleri. And I'm Laura McKillop. We'd like to start by thanking Juro for their ongoing support in bringing you our live weekly Q&A. Tonight we're fortunate enough to be speaking with Dale Thompson from Broken River Kelpies and Contracting. Dale will be picking who he thinks has asked the best question of the night and they will win a bag of Enduro high energy food for working dogs with real kangaroo meat. Hey Dale, how are you going? Good, Laura. How are you going? Dan? Yeah, good. Thank you. That's good. How's your day, mate? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Yeah, just um, poking about the farm, doing all the duties. Yeah, what's keeping you busy at the moment, mate? Uh, carving at the moment, mate. Um, yeah, sort of into the sort of second week of carving. So, yeah, we, all, all things are going pretty well. So, yeah. yeah. Nah, beautiful. Mate, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we're based in northeast Victoria. Um Vanilla, northeast Victoria. Um, my wife and myself, Carolyn, we run Broken River Kelpies. Uh, not a huge breeding facility or anything like that. Just um, poke along and breed a few and have been doing since 2007. Um, and we started a contracting business oh, probably nearly four years ago. And it's sort of led now to a full-time contract uh, work with one farm. Um, because prior to that, we were uh, dipping sheep full time. Um, well, seasonal as as we do dipping sheep, and with um, James Fowler down here. So I've sort of got out of that and um, gone full contract and or sort of full time, um, sort of managing stock on the local farm here, which is only ten minutes away from my place. Um, we've only got a hundred acre block here where we are. Uh, run a couple hundred burrito merinos and. Few, um, oh, we got a few training sheep and all that sort of thing for training the dogs, and got a bit of a training facility which we're sort of building up a bit as we go along. Because it's a, I mean, we've only been on this farm for about three years, so we're sort of been building up and building sheds and getting all sorted out. So yeah, it's going along good. And uh, yeah. where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up down Geelong, uh, sort of down south from here. Um, uh, my father was a wool classer by trade. So I spent a lot of time in shearing sheds as a young fella. And my grandparents had a farm. So but they all sort of sold up. And um, my wife's brother, he he moved up this way to northeast Victoria and we come up here for holidays and geez, I love it up here. So yeah, we end up <laughs> buying a little farm up here and which we previously sold and you know done a few little moves around and um, yeah we we're into cutting horses originally when uh, when we moved up here in sort of 2000 so yeah prior to having kelpies i had um, border collies and a couple of crossbred dogs and yeah we'll sort of get into that a bit later i suppose but yeah yeah absolutely yeah. it's still got a yeah. few horses around mate or no mate no we got out of that and as we get a little bit older and uh sort of the nice. yeah when we got into the dog <laughs> we miss it a bit we're still um well i still got our saddles and bloody all the gear and all that sort of thing but um yeah, we do miss it a bit. Like, but the when we got into the dogs, as far as yard dog trialing and all that, it's very relative. You know, the social side of it and all that sort of thing was great. Um, yeah, it's so you know common like with cutting and doing the dogs and that. It's sort of you know same sort of people in it. You know, um, yeah, it was very good to do. But um, yeah, the dogs are really happy with you know love doing the yard dog trialing and all that sort of thing. So yeah, tell us yeah. what what makes a good cutting horse, mate. Oh, mate, same with a good dog, good breeding. 
Um, yeah, sort of, yeah, you've got to have that bit of, um, yeah, just sort of loves working. You know, it's got to be able to love working the stock, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it's, you know, it's in the breeding and um, good good training. So, yeah. And no doubt you carried a lot of that over. Yeah, yeah, like it has helped. Like, um, you know, people that have been on horses and working with stock and all that are generally pretty good with dogs, you know. It's just... Um, bit of stockmanship and all that sort of thing it sort of helps you know um treating and treating the, the cattle and sheep and all you know with it with respect and um yeah it, it all helps it's 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 been a good transition you know so yeah wow beautiful and, and you mentioned the old boy um and been around the sh shearing sheds mate so is that where your passion for livestock and working dogs come from yeah sort of mate i um yeah i've always sort of had that farming background you know but originally like back in the 80s when I sort of started you know, my work and sort of career, like farms were – it's not like it is now, you know. Like it was hard to – it wasn't hard to get a job on a farm, but it wasn't much money. I went driving trucks as soon as I got my licence and it was better money and all that sort of thing. Now there's sort of corporate jobs and, you know, it's it's unbelievable now what young people can get into as far as – I wish I could turn back the clock and get into, you know, some of these young blokes with their jobs and that they got now. It's You can get a job on a farm. If you're keen, you, you, you can get a good job, you know. And if you've got a good team of dogs, you know, you can name your – you can't name your price, but it's, you know, you, there's good jobs there for people. You can like line that, the jobs know? up. Yeah, for sure. You cherry pick. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to talk to young uh, Josh Laddie down there in Western District, you know, he said that down there, like, there's, there's a heap, it's probably the same up your way or all over the place, you know. Um, you know, if you're, if you're good at what you do, you, you no problem about getting a job, you know. Mm. So, which is good for the industry, you know. Good problem to have. Yeah, my word, my word. I don't think it matters what you do at the moment. It's it's hard to find good people, you know. In, oh, in yeah, the industry. It's across the board, isn't it? Really, with a lot of work and all that. But um, you know, a lot of um, down this way, a lot of farmers are getting a bit older now, and you know that's why the bit of contract work. I still do a little bit off farm, drenching and vaccinating, all that sort of thing. There's plenty of that to do, helping. And I find there's a lot of older farmers that you know struggling a little bit um, to get get people to give them a hand, you know. Definitely a labour shortage. Yeah. What, what what do you think the go is there? What they just their their kids don't want to go on with the farm or yeah yeah hundred oh look I think that's got a little bit to do with it. a lot of them are not not carrying over and and going through with it. But um, the average farm is sixty five. So is it yeah is that yeah, like that's a right. Google spec or is that a no spec I, or? I found that out the other day the average um the average age of the farmer is sixty five. So yeah, right. most of yeah. them yeah. it's you know. It was grow up, go get an education. There's no money in the farm, and now we've got no one to work the farms. Yeah, and there's money in it too, like now. So it's, it's is, funny. Yeah. It's funny how it works, you know. Right. Yeah. But well, um, everyone can be an engineer and IT guru, even. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm sure as hell aren't. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was actually um, having this conversation with a gentleman the other day that they skill up young fellas, um, yeah, and and women in the industry, um, through kind of like a boot camp. And um, I remember when when I was younger, right, I was an apprentice and it was like, oh, who wants to be a tradesperson? You have to be, and they go to uni and whatnot. And, you know, people coming out of uni and there's no work for them, right? They've got all these degrees and yeah, they, yeah. there's no work. But, then, but they don't have the skills behind them either to go and do yeah. hands-on work. So they have to start all again, all over again. Yeah, no, it's funny how it all works, but yeah. Swinging doors and roundabouts, they reckon. 
Yeah. <laughs> ah, done. So um, you've had dogs around you for a little bit. Who and what was your first breed of dog? Um, well, I said before I had some collies and all that early on because we had, with the cutting horses, we had a lot of cattle. Mm -hmm. um, but I did have a crossbred dog. Was a um, oh, he's cross. You wouldn't know what you wouldn't like to know what he's crossed with. But he looked like a black and tan kelpie. I got off a mate down here, Troy Randall. He's a cutting horse trainer, and he um, he got me started. You know, with um, oh, he was with the cattle. But then when I got started in the, doing a bit of yard dog trialing, he um, he kicked me off, and I, I won an encourage up at Wagga, um, and then it sort of led to. Um, uh, I got introduced to a few people and with with for all the yard dog stuff, and then you know got um, got right into that, so it was good. And uh, you mentioned you had started with some collies there, mate. Why'd you why'd you make the switch over to your team of kelpies? Oh well, I just got interested in the um, always liked a black and tan kelpie, um, and so we sort of sort of talk how I got into the kelpies a bit. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened, I was a local fella here. He was um, used to drive past his place all the time and he, he was working all these dogs out the front of his, in his big paddock and I'd call in and see him there. And Andrew Mitten, his name was, he doesn't do any trial anymore. He's he's up in Dubbo somewhere there now. Yep. But um, he introduced me to um, Graham Housel and Nancy Housel. Uh, anyone doesn't, well, a lot of people will know them. They're, um, they're the founders of our, or both of them are founding members of the Victorian Yard Dog Association. Yep. Um, Nancy's passed away, but Graham's still going. And um, I seen his dog, his dog called um, what was his farm coat Rod. And I, I'd seen him working there at Andrews one day, and I said, "Oh, geez, I got to have one of these dogs. He is a cracker, you know, like just a beautiful dog, you know, smooth across the ground." And and uh, I said to Graham, and he sort of, "Oh, yeah, hard to get, you know, all this sort of thing." But um, and then let Nancy know and. They introduced me to Rick Jones, yep, yep. and they got talking. And um, cut a long story short, well, Rick had a couple of dogs ordered off um, uh, Craig Ogre. You know, Craig Ogre down. He's got rouse about Kelpies. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know Craig at the time. And um, through Nancy and all, and this is how my memory of it anyway. Through Nancy and, and Rick, he had a couple of pups ordered, and he said he can have one. Yeah, I'd buy one, obviously, and yep. I still remember it was over at Dookie. We had a big uh, trial over there at Dookie, and I picked a pup up there, and and uh, that was uh, Rouse About Girl, which um, yep. Tess, and which is all in my dogs today. I was very, yep. very lucky to get her. Like, um, she's an incredible bitch. Um, yeah, so I've sort of got a few people to thank along the way, like introduced me to the right people, um, and then – in saying that, then I got talking to Rick and he organised me another pup out of Adelaide, which um, Rick would have talked about his dog, Rowdy, uh, one of his sort of best dogs, you know. Anyway, this dog I got off, a uh, pup I got off, or Rick organised it for a fella and um, it was by, it was by, um, or the mother was by Rowdy and uh, the father was by his dog called Broughton Vale Ned, which is Rick's dog. Yep. And um, Tullarivy Johnny, his name was, and um, and as they grew up, they were about the same age. And I was only in the early days of you know learning the yard dog trial myself. But they both went on to win Henty. You know, they're both dogs at, at separate times, obviously. But um, it's just a bit of a personal achievement. You know, they both yeah. went on to win Henty in, 
you know, like probably five years apart, you know, but um, it was, um, yeah, and them, them dogs are some of my best dogs now. I buy, buy old Tess, she's, she's not with us now. She's, she, um, she left us there a few years ago, but um, yeah, like the, you know, the, the litters that she's produced has been, been fantastic, you know. Uh, Get Rick to pick you a couple of others along the way, mate. It's yeah, well, that was my memory of it. And I, um, Rick was a very good bloke to me. Like, I, I picked his brain a fair bit. Like, blokes like that don't even realize that, that you know, you ask them about different stuff and as things go along, it's, um, you know, one of the many, you know, trialers that you ask for advice and, you know, more than happy to give it to you, you know. So yeah, it's, it yeah. was great. So. No, beautiful, mate. And do you have a type or style of dog that you prefer? Um, oh, look, style doesn't sort of style. I need a, I like a dog that's sort of up and about and a really good responsive dog. I like my dogs to, if I say something, I want them to do it. You know, not not four or five seconds later, I, I want a responsive dog. Um, you know, like a dog that heads, which these dogs that, that I got there that produced back from tests. It's they're all very good heading dogs. They're a bit frustrating at times when you want to turn around and drive with them. Yeah, when they in, in their training, like yeah. they're not they're not probably for everyone. The training wise, they can they can be a bit of a handful at times. But um, once you get them, they're, they're very good. So yeah, but um, yeah, I do like a dog that's up and about a bit and you know got a bit in them. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, what about your current team at the moment? What have you got at home? Yeah, yeah, my current team at the moment, well, my probably main dog is uh, Broken River Jake, which is out of Old Tess, and Broken River Shiva, which is out of Old Tess. And like just going back to that, like we, we bred her to um, Joe Spice's Go Get a Brew. Yep. Um, they're six year old now, but that was an unbelievable litter. Like Joe still retained one called Bank. Um, Trav Scott, he's got Bo. Um, we've retained three here. My wife's got Tex, and it was and even Joe says himself, how I many you know, what breeding Joe's done. And he said, It's in you know, you don't often get six or seven dogs out of a litter that you can say you can, you know, back in and you know, they're very, very good dogs, you know. So, That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Like it's, um, and if you really look into it, like that sale last week at Wagga, we had, um, you know, four in there were directly back to test, you know. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, like uh, Neil Taylor sold a bitch there for 16 grand, like a um, – because back in some of her breeding, I went up to um, – I drove up to Bathurst. You probably know this bloke, Chris Stapleton. I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, one of the breedings was over test to um, Boss 5, little boss that, that Chris yeah, boss, yeah. really, really liked, you know. Which he lost as a young dog for a grass seed, or some he had got something wrong with him. Or I think that's what it was. Yep. But um, out of that, we've got Broken River Alley, which you know mm-hmm. she um, produced some ripping dogs. You know, but we yep. she retired because Neil Taylor ended up buying her off me as a three or four year old dog after we bred. We got Cougar out of her, and and then we crossed Cougar Alley, and we got um, Crab Trav Scott's. Um, Kev, which he's very yep. successful with, um, Jake Nellan's RM, and you know, there's a numerous amount of dogs there that, um, you know, among the other ones we just sold, you know, to farmers and stuff like that. So, you know, 
it's probably a bit of a personal bloody achievement, but you know, it's really good to look back when you see other people with dogs, you know, your own breed. It's 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 terrific, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you mentioned you had three from that that litter, like that first. Yeah, yeah, we've still got three here now. Oh, yeah, I've got two, and my wife's got one. So yeah. The fact yeah. that you've held on to three from the same litter, like it must be proving themselves, right? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like um, even Joe's dog Bank, you know, like um, I'll, I'll get on the bandwagon here a bit because um, that's you know they were the father to the um, muster dogs, you know. Yeah. But I'll, I'll stir Joe up. There wasn't much talk about Broken River, you know. No. So, <laughs> and, you know, Joe got two pups for the breeding, you know, or well, one pup, and he brought one off me. But I always tell him that um, Bank was the one he brought, you know. So but, uh, the, he was the father of the mustard dogs and, you know, all, it, which is a good story. It was great, you know. Yeah, definitely. I hope having such a successful litter like that, he called him Bank because he needed a mortgage to pay for him. Yeah, well, it was funny actually because Joe said they were the only pups he had at the time and the bitch was was um, Ricky Jones's blood, you know. Yeah. Um, don't quote me on Zach bitch, but, yeah, he, uh, Joe told me that. So but, yeah. um, Joe just said that was the one's the pups he had at the time that had to, you know, when the film was getting done, so they put them up and away they went, you know. So, no, yeah. it's a good story. Beautiful. Got any young ones coming up in your team there, mate? Uh, got a couple out of um, young Sheba. You're coming up pretty good. Yep. Um, her last little going good. There was a couple in that um, young um, Geordie Kilmartin had one in the Wagga sale, but I think he passed in. He was a cracking young dog out of um, – out of, um, out of test by a, a, a dog that I got off uh, Neil Taylor, but, uh, which goes back to Broken River Valley too. So, yeah. yeah. But so just sort of sneaking back a bit, about 2012 or 13, I can't remember the year, but I, I was flat out, I built a few houses and done a few bits and stuff. I got out of trial just for a short period of time. And I, um, or Neil, that's when Neil brought Ali off me and I, um, and yeah, I trusted Neil. He's a very good hand, and we worked it out that when I come back in, we could get some dogs and off him and keep that line going, you know. Which um, Neil's done great, you know, because he even got Cougar off me then and, and trialed him and he'd done a great job. And he's, you know, Cougar's passed away now, but um, Neil did a hell of a good job with 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 Cougars. When I had him, I wasn't sort of on farm doing a lot of farm work, and um, he'd go out in a trial and he'd, he'd be a ripper dog in the first run. If you make a final with him, he just, he'd make me grip my teeth like he'd, um, but when once Neil give him a bit of work and it just shows you that work and uh, on on that type of dog, it can help you, help, yeah, real work can help him, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you've mentioned a lot of dogs there that have been influential to your bloodlines and that. Do you reckon, yeah. has there been any to like um, work-wise and trial-wise that have been influential to you in even just your training? Uh, the, the dog-wise, you mean? Or, hmm. um, oh, look, they're all, they're all sort of um, easier yeah, to train, you mean? Or is that what you mean? Or? Yeah, that's probably yeah. a better way to yeah. ask yeah. it. Who have you learnt the most off out of a dog you've had? Oh, right. Yeah, well. I I'll just say, worded it really bad. <laughs> no, 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 you're right, you're right. I'd say my later, the dog I talked about, Broken River Jake, because he's sort of my main go-to dog every day. Um, yep. In the last couple of years, because I've been working full-time on farm, you know, he, getting cattle out of creeks and sheep and what, just different scenarios. Uh, it's probably because he's had the exposure. Yep. Um, that's another thing I like to talk about, like ex exposure. People don't talk about it a lot, but some young dogs and dogs don't get that exposure. 
Uh, and when they do, it's like, to me, it's just fantastic. You know, like they get that exposure and, you know, I suppose the, the good dogs, I can show you what they really, you know, when they think for themselves. And um, he, he showed me that, but, um, but I'll give him that exposure, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so very good. And, um, I believe we'll get to see him at, in the size shootout this year. Yeah, yeah, we're going to give that a crack. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to get up there and have a go at that. Yeah, yeah, good luck with it. What, what enticed oh, you to, yeah. to come up, mate? It's, it's a fair few, fair few kilometres, mate. What enticed you to come up? Oh, just a, oh, I had a look at it last year. It was raining. That didn't sort of entice me too much. <laughs> it <laughs> but, was. <laughs> nah, just a concept. I had a chat with a couple of blokes up there and they're really good fellas, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, just sort of get about and, you know, like getting up there and that. So, yeah, it'll be good. Hate, um, to spend, hate to spend four days with this crew, mate, having a couple of cold waters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, there's going to be, I think there's 15 or 16 in the shootout or something like that. But um, it's over four yeah. days, as you said. Like, it'll be hopefully a good trial. Yeah. That'll be cool, mate. It'll be good. And, and so, and just going back there, you mentioned um, like exposure and pushing through um, creeks and whatnot. What, what's your country like out there that you're working most of the time? Oh, where I am, it's not that hilly and that. We have got a little bit of creek country, not a hell of a lot, but um, it's you could sort of describe it as reasonably flat. Yeah. Um, yeah, not like sort of down where Ado and all that are. They're, they're in a lot of hill country. Yeah. Um, that's why I talk about that exposure. Like he, he, can, he can expose his dogs to a lot of hill work and all that sort of thing. But um, just in general farm work, you know, if you really let your dogs sort of, you know, do the job and, you know, it's been an eye-opener to me just watching them, you know, do their, do their work and what shows you what they can do, you know. Could you do your job without your dogs? Um, not really, no. Yeah. Not some of the jobs. It just makes it so much easier, you know. Even on farm bikes and all that, you know, you're not tearing around a joint, you know, like... Don't get me wrong. Sometimes, if you get a, you know, a funny beast or something, you've got to, you know, get on the pedal on the. We we got um, side by side buggies, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, look, the dogs help you tremendously. You know, you know, even going when you're driving down roads or laneways and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you're not all over the joint. You drop a dog out and do the work. You probably use them when you don't have to sometimes. <laughs> but yep. uh, all dogs, all blokes that want to train their dogs and you know, want their dogs better, we we probably put them in. Put them out there when you, yeah, you probably don't have to, but um, that's all a part of it, isn't it? Absolutely, definitely. Did you want to go to that one? Yeah, okay. question here from Rick Freeman. Um, what do you define as a strong and a soft dog? Strong in a stock dog? No, strong and a soft dog. Oh, like the differences between the two. Oh, well, I don't like too much of a soft dog. Um. And yeah, it's hard. Yeah, like I'm not how sure. Do you, how do you define a soft dog? What's a soft dog to yourself? Oh, to me, um, oh, a soft dog that sort of just doesn't want to come in on his stock and is happy to be there or something like that. And, you know, the soft dogs don't suit me. Um, yeah, like a dog that's just floating around there, you know, wanting to think it's doing its job and it's not. That's probably why I describe it as a soft dog. Yeah. And, and yeah. what about? In a backflip, mate, what about a strong dog? What what do you consider a strong dog? Uh strong dog's got good walk up. Um and not over the top. You know, I'm not talking about a thug, but um just a, a good walk up on stock and, and treats their stock good. 
Um, people have got all different views on strength and strong, uh, like a strong dog. Um, like my dogs, people sometimes they think they are oh, they're strong dogs and all that. They're, they're probably not over strong dogs, but they're my dog, my main dogs. They're, they're there for you, yeah. and I think they just present themselves. They're, they're doing what I ask them to do. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't describe them as overly strong dogs, but um, yeah. No, very cool. Uh, speaking of that, was there anything you'd like to put into your line? Oh. I'd like to get a bit from this dog and a bit from that dog and a bit from, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so not really, not really. Like I'm, I'm really happy what I can, if I could keep breeding what I've got. Um, and don't get me wrong, they all don't turn out, you know, what you yeah. what you like. But, um, yeah, no, I do like, um, I really don't want to lose that line of old Tess. Yeah. I've got two bit, two bit here that are directly back to her. Um, and Trav Scott's he's been terrific. He's got a couple down there still. Go back direct to Tess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we sort of keep in contact there and work things out a bit. Yeah, that's beautiful. You've got to be happy with your own line, right? Oh, but at the end of the day, that's what everyone yeah. should be breeding dogs for is for themselves first. Yep, 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 yep. And like I can see that's my take, my personal it. take anyway. <laughs> Yeah, no, look, I consider myself pretty lucky with with old Tess and then how she's, um, you know, bred on and all that sort of thing. So it's um, it's been terrific. So I even at Bendigo there at the championships, there was four dogs in the top twenty direct back to her. Like there's two brothers, uh, two sons, and then two progeny from her. You know, so yeah, which was 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 good. So more of a personal thing, but yeah. No, awesome. would you say that Tess has been your most influential dog to get you are to where you are today? Oh, hundred percent, mate. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yep. And besides breeding on, what made her special? Because obviously she bred on. Um, well, it's funny. When she was young, um, she had a lot of bite in her. She was, you know, one bloke said, oh, I don't know how you put up with that. But old Graham Hansel said to me, just muzzle her up and let her, don't don't, don't get after her too much. But when I first started trialling with her, I um, went up to um, Mur the Murramine up near Leeton and we had a utility trial. Yeah. And when you seen your dog out, there's no fences. You just there's a bloke out the up the top end letting sheep out. Anyway, I, I brought the sheep down. Which I didn't. I was sort of very new to sort of utility trial. Anyway, Tess brought these sheep down, and I thought, oh, she's doing a pretty good job. Anyway, this big fella come down to me after after the trial and said, um, "Do you realise what your dog did there?" I said, "Oh, what do you mean?" He said, "Oh, she grabbed them sheep, and you know, she just brought them down." That that big fella was Jeff McDougall. But um, yeah, so you know, you get blokes like that, and Gary White seen her one day in the early days, and and uh, he ordered a pup out, a buyer out of her, and he 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 really liked her. But and uh, it sort of got me thinking, you know, them blokes like that start talking, and um, you know, you respect them fellas that've been doing it a long time, yeah, and uh, they, they know what they're talking about. So it was, um, yeah, it was good. And um, you're obviously working both sheep and cattle. Yeah, yeah. Um what makes a good cattle dog versus sheep dog and vice versa? Um oh, my dogs are probably more more sheep dogs, but they have adjusted to cattle. Uh they're, they're by no means full on cattle dogs, but they hold their they hold their own. Um and I've got them where they um I ask them to do something, they'll they'll give their hundred percent, but they're no no um no swinging 
off, off noses or anything like that. They're not um, full-on cattle dogs or anything like that. But um, I do all the weaning here where we are now. And, um, you know, people talk about bark on weaners and all that sort of thing. Like my dogs do bark sometimes when they get a bit under pressure. Yeah. But um, my thoughts on that is, that, you know, if the weaners don't know any different, like all the weaners for the last couple of years I've done and um, uh, they react to our dogs, my dogs, very good now. So, But that's just my my deal, you know. Um, yeah, we've got a, we, where I work, we've got a very good setup, undercover cattle yards and a good weaning yard. And the fellow I work for, he, he allows us to do all that, which is um, he loves it. He reckons it's a great thing. So, does he give yeah. you some time to train as well? Oh, 100 percent, mate. Yeah, you know he's um, he doesn't got dogs himself, but um, if I'm going to a trial or something, like that, he'll he'll just say, "You just take off, mate." I'll. He said to me the other day, another fella didn't. Um, couldn't didn't turn up feed cattle, so I had to feed cattle in the arvo. He said, "You're going to a trial, aren't you?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, oh, "I'll get the gardener to feed the cattle. You get going." <laughs> yeah, just stuff like that. He's a really good fellow to work for. So, yeah. yeah, you just leave that Jake behind, and uh, good luck. And I'll get his cat. I'll feed his cattle. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, he's a good, good, real good fellow to work for. So, pretty lucky makes it, that way. Makes it easier, right? It does, mate. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. good. And, so. and do you like a team of similar dogs, or do you do you like having a bit of difference, a variety within um, your pack? I probably do like similar, but when we we're um, uh, dipping there, well, I've still got um, a dog in my team. He's not my breeding. Uh, Cliff, he's sort of he's 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 completely different to what I've got, but I wouldn't give him up. You know what I mean? He gives hundred percent. He's probably not a not really a paddock dog, but he's just a full on work dog. But um, so there is a difference in my team as far as that goes, but yeah, I do like sort of, you know, similar dogs. Yeah. Beautiful. Ah, oh, these a bit later. Don't we like it? Cool. Mm. Um, has the type of dog you you look for now changed over the years? Uh, I'd say no, no, not really. I um, since the day I seen that dog evolved, um, Graham's, um, I can see that in my dog still today. Um, yeah. yeah, my main bred, my main test dogs. Um, yeah, so yeah, no, I can, yeah, I still like them type of dogs. Beautiful. And you mentioned earlier that heading is in your lines. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I was very lucky that it stayed in there. Like, um, yeah, you need a dog to if the dog doesn't head properly, it's um, yeah, it's not much top. You know, when you got cattle or sheep getting away from you or whatever like that, but um. Yeah, they got ahead and cover and all that sort of thing. So, yeah. And question here from Rick: um, What type of cast do you prefer, or does it depend on the situation? What type of what the cast? Oh no, it depends on the situation. Um, I've got a yeah, I've got a little bit of a breakout on my dogs. So if they're getting too close, I can you know you can kick them out a little bit, but. Um, a lot of the times when I cast my dogs around cattle or sheep on the farm, um, they've got to look for sheep themselves, you know, if they're in a paddock with tree tree lines and that sort of thing. So I, you know, I really like them to, you know, sometimes you got to pull them up and recast them or something like that. But um, no no specific sort of cast. Um, Trial-wise, I know, I understand, you, you know, you, you got to kick them out a bit and get them out wide. But um, they will start wide, my dogs, sometimes, you know, just start yeah. a little bit, but you can bring them in. But... Um, it's only from doing a lot of, you know, training for trials and that sort of thing. So, yeah. 
actually we'll touch base on some of that a little later um and you mentioned um auctions a couple of times now mate and obviously there's been a big uptake in auctions over the last 18 um, months to two years how, how do you see it going and what direction do you think it can end up in yeah i'm not sure i think it depends on um like that wagga market back uh, wagga auction last week was um it was a bit spasmodic it was all over the joint you know like um just my viewing of it like there was dogs getting sold there like people were buying dogs and you know, if they come and see someone or something, like just my, just my opinion. Yep. Uh, there's a couple of cracking young dogs there that didn't sort of make the money, and then there's other dogs there made sort of over, over the top money, and still needed to go home and, and a lot of training on them. You know, yeah. Um, I, I suppose that that might be just the way it is, but um, and I think it it depends on like how the cattle job and how the sheep job's going. You know, yep. uh, price wise, it can fall back, and people might be a little bit concerned at the moment. Like it wasn't a bad sale, don't get me wrong, but um, I just can tell what well, Steve was, Steve Condell was, you know, talking him up and all that. And I could see he was getting a little bit frustrated. And so the people weren't sort of, you know, on some of them dogs there, they weren't really bidding up on really what they were worth, you know, if that makes yeah. sense. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you said before, like, you know, it's your opinion. And it, that, I'd love to hear it, right? Because yeah, that, yeah. you were there and everyone has opinions, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, oh, that's that's fantastic, man. And the honesty, like to actually say that, I mean, I, I appreciate that as well. You know, you yeah, just sure. code it. You know, and and you think yeah. that sometimes people might just get caught up in the hype and bidding wars. Oh yeah, hundred. Well. Yeah, look, no doubt about that. You get two blokes with a pocket full of money, and uh, you don't <laughs> yeah. know where it could end up, could you? Like, <laughs> uh, if they want the dog, you know. Um, yeah. Which is a good thing. It's it's all good. Like, you know, especially if, if you're the right money. vendor. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, no, look, I think it'll be it'll it'll go up and down a bit, you know. Yep. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. There's a there's a lot around now though, isn't there? Like it's a lot of dog auctions now to what there was yep. sort of two two years ago. Um yeah, so whether that's a whether that I don't think it makes it much of a yeah, you know, the Waller and the Geraldry ones, they got a pretty good name, so I think they'll hold their ground. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And where where do you see it going forward? Like do you have is there something where you think you see it going? Like, do you see it going in a particular way? Oh, I think it'll keep going. Like, it'll, it'll yep. hopefully just keep going. As I said, it depends on the market, you know, with the with the sheep and cattle job. But um, look, there's always um, uh, always need for a good dog. We all know that. So, it, um, yeah. So, like going back from when I sold dogs years ago at the old Wagga, you know, it was a big difference. You know, top dog was eight grand. You know. Yeah. Eight to ten grand, you know. Now, like, um, Jesus, big money now, which is good. Yes. Yeah. And what, have you think that's done anything for the price of pups? Um, no, I don't. It hasn't really. Like, price of pups are still reasonably cheap. Like, what well, depends who you're buying them from, obviously. But um, <laughs> yeah, like a thousand bucks for a pup. Like when you look at some of these um, trendy dogs, you know, they're getting three or four grand, and they don't even have to put a bit of work into them yeah you know like your labradoodles and all the rest of it so um yeah like if you're buying a pup off a reputable breeder and all that you know a thousand bucks is not not a lot of money you know it's um you know you got the breeding and all that sort of thing so it's, it's you know pretty good deal absolutely i don't know i've seen some pretty ferocious sausage dogs in the yards yeah 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 Cool, mate. Talking about pups, mate. Do you um you breed a few? Yeah, not so many these days. Like 
prior to back when Tess was the younger, we did. Um, last couple of years, we probably only averaged one one litter a year or two two at the most, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that could change a little bit going forward. We might start breeding a little bit more, um, which I've been lucky with with um, Neil and um, Trav on board with my line too. You know, they, they kick things along a little bit for for, for my my um, line of dogs too. So, which is great. You've mentioned those two champions a few times tonight, mate. So yep. do you want to just talk us through through this? So you guys obviously do a bit of breeding together um, to try and retain some similar stuff? Yeah, 100%. Like that's why um, well, when Neil got them dogs off me a few well, a long time ago now, because um, when I had you know, building houses and stuff like that, I just had a break for a while and I thought to myself, who am I going to ask to you know, take some dogs or look after some dogs or whatever? And I... Yeah, Neil was a great fellow. He, he was always good advice to me, and um, I knew he treated his dogs greatly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we talked, and he drove down, and he only drove down to pick up Alley actually, Broken River Alley. And I chucked um, Cougar in the box. He said, "No, no, I can't take him." I said, "No, no, you'll be right, you'll be right." But um, there's a funny story to that. You want to hear a little bit more about that one? Definitely. Nah. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. <laughs> uh, like trial-wise, so I've got my boring people. but No, no, far away, um, loving it. Yeah, so Neil's chucked Cougar in and went away and um, he went to a trial, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks later or whatever, and um, he's rocked up with Cougar and Billy Luff was there. We all know Bill Luff. Anyway, Neil's out there and he tried not to call him Cougar, he called, he called him Ruger. Anyway, Bill said, Where, where's this dog come from? And Neil said, oh, I got him from Western Australia. A bloke over there is getting out of dogs. And I got him from Western <laughs> Australia. Oh, shit, he's a cracker. Anyway, he led Bill on for a while and um, yeah, Bill ended up finding out. But, um, yeah, <laughs> he just trying. They all stir each other up then, boys, you know that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was funny. Tubby's a legend of a bloke. Like, good dog. Yeah. He's an absolute top bloke. Yeah, no, he's bloody top fellow. Um, yeah. And yeah. always have to give you a bit of advice. Never, never criticise you or anything. Just go, hey, like especially if he's judging, you'll come up to you later and go, hey, I know you've done this, and you know maybe next time try this a bit different, or just just ease up a bit, or yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I, any advice he's always given me, mate, I've, I've always just you know taken it on board, and yeah, you know, I, I, he's, he's a champion, bloke. Oh, hundred percent, mate. That's always been, like, and there's heaps of blokes like that too, mate, in the in the industry. That's why I, I love trialing. <coughs> well, them blokes have been trialing for a long time, and they're good to talk to. Um, yeah, no, it's it's great, uh, absolutely. And, um, back to breeding, what are you considering and looking for before joining? Um, well, sort of, I find over the years, I'm not a really scientific sort of guy with breeding, but I've got to, got to stay close, you know, with the breeding. You know, that's why I went up to Chris's because Tess goes back to a lot of Capri stuff. Um, and when we joined Brew to, to test, I had a chat with Joe. <clears throat> he knows a lot more of what I do about breeding. And um, he was 100% right. Like that, that was just a ripper drawing, joining. Um, I did do an outcross once with Tess, and I wasn't really happy with it. Um, they made okay farm dogs. Um, that was a fair bit of an outcross, but um, I didn't keep any. Um, but Local blokes still got one here today, and he reckons he's a great dog. But you know, when you're looking for that, you know, it's like a good football player or whatever you in the team. You you want uh, you're really looking for that top 
top of the pool sort of stuff. Absolutely. And if, it depends if what you kind can. Of football. Are you talking real football or are you talking that stuff? You just I'm talking there, Aussie man? rules, mate. Oh, oh okay. Kind of like football. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nah, uh, absolutely. And, um, you've mentioned that, and you mentioned just that I made real good farm dogs. And you mentioned earlier how you really like a dog that if you ask it to sit, you expect to sit. So trainability is obviously and, and a bit ability is really important to you. Yeah, yeah. And Did nature. You, you want to touch yeah. on why it's so important to you? Um, oh, look, the more, um, just my point of view, the more natural work the dog's got in it, it's, they're a lot easier to train. Um, even them dogs that are really, really just anxious to work, I find them, they're, they're the easy ones to train. Um, but you've got to have that nature. Like, I've been very, very lucky. As I said, I'll re repeat myself a bit there, but I've been very, very lucky with that line I've got. You know, I, I can't fault the nature. I just love being with you um, and can handle, you know, a bit of training. So, so that's what I look for. Well, absolutely very important mate you spend a lot of time together right yeah 100 percent. and the dog's got to um you know if you um if you're trying to teach it something it's it's got to accept it and and then dogs that accept a bit of training i'm not talking about floggings i'm talking about you know just being you know firm on dog you know to get something out of it or if, if it's doing something not right but, um you know if they can turn around a lot of my dogs they just accept it and get along with it and Get, you know, get going, so, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. What have you got? Get on there. No, 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 that's cool. Um, So what do you actually like about breeding, mate? What what do you take away from it personally? Um, Like just down the track stuff, like when you see other dogs, your dogs that you've got, you're connected to through your breeding um, that other people are doing well with. Um, I get a great buzz out of that. That's, that's really good, you know. But, um, yeah, like getting a bit of, um, yeah, once you see your own dog sort of getting around, it's, it's really good, you know. Yeah. So a lot of dogs, people don't realise, like Mark Wheeler down here, he's a trialer and he's bred to Jake a few times, but the names of the dogs, people wouldn't even know they go back to Jake, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, but um, he's had great success. Well, I reckon he has. He's he's, he's going good. He's, he's a good handler and um, he likes them type of dogs, so. Yeah. yeah. And what makes a good sire? Um, oh, <laughs> what makes a good sire? That's a good question. Um, I'd need some more dog food, but. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a good question. <laughs> oh, to back what I was saying before, that the dog's got to have, um, got to really want to want to work. It's got a head, um, love footwork. Um yeah, and I do like a bit of type. I mean, the type of dog that I, that Jake dog I got, and all that sort of thing. He's he's type wise what what I like. But if I get a dog, a pup that's got floppy ears and it still works, I, I'm happy with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, the two Shiba pups I've got, they're good leggy dogs, um, but they've got a couple of little floppy ears. But uh, you know, if the work's right, you know, I'm not um, I'm not going to give them away just for that reason. You know. Uh, absolutely, and, and you mentioned earlier that um, you used an outside sire, and it didn't really tickle your fancy much. Did that did that throw you off using complete outcrosses, or yeah, um, it, it did yeah. a bit, mate. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Like going back to that sort of thing, I I was a bit a little bit stuck what I was going to use with Tess there years ago when we got Kev, 
Um, oh no, it was after that when we went we went to Kev to test, and I rang Ricky about it. I said, "Is that too close?" He said, "Mate, give it a crack." I think he Rick spoke about that on the yeah. on a show last week. He's tried all different things, and um, it worked. It worked pretty good. We've got a bitch here by that that breeding, um, and then Trav Scott's got the, got a couple too of that breeding. That was a Kev. Kev test, which is um, mother grandson, if that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And so. what would a dog have to show you to go complete outcross again? Oh, uh, yeah, it, real good work. Like it'd have to sort of, yeah, make me. It'd have to be pretty, pretty sharp. And I yeah. have seen dogs like that. Don't get me wrong. I've seen I've seen some dogs there. At um, I said, oh, geez, I'd love to see how that'd go over me, bitch. You know, there's, there's no doubt about that. But um, yeah, um, yeah. You, I think you still got to stay a little bit close. Yeah, that's just uh, yeah, that's my my opinion. But yeah. So, do you think there's any influence, um, bitch versus sire sort of thing, on the litter of pups, or is it fifty fifty? Oh yeah, you got to definitely got to have a good bitch. There's no doubt about that. Hundred uh, percent there. And that's a little bit. People get a little bit confused. They'll they'll see a, a big trial, like a, or a dog win a big trial, and oh, I want to breed to this dog. And I, I laugh sometimes. And I think, mate, well, you know, you really got to match it up, you know. Yeah. And that might be me. Just that might be my just view. But you really people get a bit carried away sometimes. I see all these dogs winning, and you know, and that's fine. Like as long as they match, if you can get it matched up to that bitch or whatever, uh, all good and well. But um, sometimes it could be heartache. It, it won't work, you know. No, absolutely, and I, I per, I'm I'm massive in that. Like me personally, I, I think that a bitch has more influence over litter than a dog. And yeah, I think oh, look, people spend way hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know, and that that's just myself. But I think people look at size and like, oh, this and that, and if it doesn't work out, oh, that dog was shit. But no one ever looks back at the bitches. No, they well, don't. Not, not not. I'll rephrase that. Not not anyone. A lot of people don't. Like, yeah, they really yeah, quick yeah. to blame a dog, but they don't look at the the bit their own bitch. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it takes two to tango, right? Yeah, like 100%. You've got to, you know, the dog's got to be the right dog too. There's no doubt about that. But, um, you know, it's breeding. It's, it can be a bit of a funny funny thing sometimes. But, um, yeah. But, um, Hit or miss. Yeah, exactly right. Um, would, can we just stay on trial and just for a little bit? Yeah. Um, I just sort of put it out there. Like, there's a lot of dog trials listening, hopefully listening. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just the conveners and of, of trials and all that, like I take my hat off to them. Like we've myself and my wife run trials here in the early days, and had a little bit to do with a couple of bigger ones. And I think they just do a great job. I mean, they they have got support, um, but just keep supporting them. They do a great job. Like it's it's not easy to run a trial. Um, yeah, like we're down here in Vic, New South's probably the same. We've got some. I call them the new generation, like a younger generation coming up and they're, they're stepping up and running trials and they're doing a great job, you know. Definitely. That's awesome. And you, you can't have trials without people putting their hands up to run them, right? No, exactly right. Like there was just one run out there last week down at Edenote, um, Dave and Sarah Lee. And from all, I didn't get down there because I was at Wagga, but uh, they've only been trying a little while and they stepped up and ran a trial. Like I reckon that's just, that's terrific, you know. Absolutely, mate. And given yeah. back to the sport that's given to us, I guess, is yeah, well, those it. people want to use it too. Like, you know, they're only um, you to try them, but they love what they're doing, they've got a bit of a passion for it. And, and then, uh, you 
young blokes here at Mansfield Alexandria, like young Ado Doyle and Buddy Campbell, they, they're stepping up for that SSD. They, they run that, but they've got a pretty good bloke behind them there. So. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people Rod don't Cav- realize Rod Cavill. <laughs> yeah, no, clearly. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize the hours and blood, sweat, and tears that go in behind the scenes, right? Like it's not yeah, just that's the, right. the Saturday, Sunday, or you know, the couple of days your trials run. Like there's months and months of planning and organizing yep, transport yep. and sheep, and even sheep are hard to get, right? Uh, a venue, yeah, yep. sponsors. There's so much, so much time and energy goes into it. Like, you know, on oh, team, like, like. ours has been postponed three times this year, like because of <laughs> yeah. the floods. But um, yeah, fingers crossed for well, one. But, another yeah. example of of people doing really good things like that one that ran up at Cara for people who don't know, yeah. like that um, Nathan Cave, yeah, like unbelievable. Like me and Brock, we headed up there. We just sort of we just support it and get up there, and um, well, you guys are there. Yep. Um, what an effort like he did, you know, for that young mm-hmm. girl, like um. I hate to think how many hours Nathan put into the, setting that up oh, and yeah, his committee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hats off fantastic. to him. And, and actually, yeah. you know what? Um, I think yeah. you're one of the first people actually highlighted um, just how much effort goes into trials. And, you know, th- thanks for actually highlighting that. So I don't think we've actually done that before. No. No. So yeah, no, thanks yeah. for bringing that up. Really, really appreciate yeah, that. And, and, and just highlight. another addition to that, like with um, – I'm pretty sure the New South Wales blokes are uh, doing it, like setting up for young trialers or people just want to learn to work dogs, you know. I really encourage that, you know. We're blokes down here, I've got to sort of step up and help out a bit too. Like, um, you know, people that want to learn how to trial and not just learn how to trial, but learn to, to work their dogs properly. Um, I know the Monaro boys, Jay West and all that, they ran a good one up there. Yeah. Um, a couple of day thing up there, training and all that. I think that's another avenue for you know if you don't want to try like just to get get your dogs right you know absolutely and, and you've mentioned tubby or neil taylor a few times there and bill luff and you know yeah. folks like that and, and um pete darmody they've run them out at west wylong many times and and not just for trialers but actually for judges as well you know the yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, people, gets you on board there and um yeah it's fantastic to see yeah well, that's right well, well, West Wall there a few weeks back, and Pete's, he's another one that's bloody good to the industry, isn't he? Like, he's, he brought his own sheep in and, you know, like, blokes doing that sort of thing. People don't realise that. But, um, well, most of them do. I shouldn't say that, but um, some people don't. You know, it, it, yeah. it's a big effort, you know. So. And actually, while we're going on there about, you know, the schools and helping trials but and, and giving um, people that run trials a bit of a, a pat on the back, also – judging right like these guys are actually yeah. bringing judges through the ranks as well because without mm. judges you can't have trials oh yeah 100 percent. well we're um i think the, our committee down here i'm on the victorian committee for the yard dogs there and um i know that we're trying to get some judging schools going you know just to improve that because as you said dan like it's um not everyone wants to do it but we need them you know to keep things um keep things cracking along a bit so yeah and what's the process in victoria to become a judge uh we've got a judge and panel um but if you want to anyone in our any any member can elect someone to step up you know they say oh, i said oh well, dan's i want him to be a novice judge and they'll have a talk about it and um and then they'll do a, a bit of a judge in school a bit of a bit of a yep. thing to see how you're going and all that sort of thing but um maybe not for the novice but to be an open judge now i think they'll, they'll do a bit of a, a bit of a yep. training day and see how you're yep. going and, you know, help you out a bit. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, no, it's good. 
No, absolutely. Um, anyone out there thinking of doing a bit of judging, I'd, I'd actually, I'd <laughs> absolutely recommend just having a crack and, and, and trying it. Like, yeah. I, I learn so much when I when I judge. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy it. And uh, even when people good. like turn around and ask you, you know, oh, would would you judge our trial? Like, a bit of a hat's off. Like, you kind of feel, oh, cool. Like, somebody's actually happy with what I've put what I've put out there before, and yeah, you, know, yeah. you can do a decent job. So, have a crack. And there's no way to learn like teaching, and there's no way to get exposed to a heap of dogs like judging them either. All right. Yeah, and like uh, judging days, like there's probably years ago there wasn't many of them. Like if you get out of a judging day, like people walk around and um, we did one at West Island years ago, and Michael Johnson and uh, Brad Taylor and a few blokes. We walked around, done a little judging thing. That uh, that was that was quite good. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. Do you want to get that question? Yeah, there's a question here. Um, back to pups. Um, DJ's asked, is there certain things to look for when selecting a pup? Um, very hard as a pup. Um, I'll just stick to the breeding, you know what I mean? But um, to pick a pup, I, I, yeah, it's very, very hard. Very hard. But, um, like just, I'll give you an example of that. I, that pup I brought, I kept Jake. Um, you know, you would know Jake Nowlin. He wanted a pup and I had that earmarked for him. Um, prior to his name getting called Jake, but he was he was a pup that would just stay back at the back of the kennel and wouldn't come out. And um, Joe came up and got his two dogs, Joe Spicer, and um, I rang Jake and I said, mate, this little pup that I picked for you, I don't think he's going to be right, you know. He's he's real shy and he's at the back of the pen. And anyway, Jake at the time, he was he was moving farms or something. He said, look, I, I probably couldn't take him at the time. Anyway, I said, I said to myself, I'll keep him. And I said to my wife, Carolyn, I said, I'll, I'll call him Jake, you know, because that was going to be for Jake. Anyway, he turned out a ripper, mate. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he's a ripper. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah picking pups is, is very hard. Yeah, as long as you like him, that's all that matters, right? And I know there's plenty yeah, of people 100%, out there that, as well. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, um, you know, getting back to people with um, – uh, everyone's got their own style, Dan. Like, you can go and do yeah. as many bloody training days and they're great. But I think you'll um, you'll end up with your own style, you know. Definitely. Yeah, take a bit from yeah. everybody. Yeah. Mate, you nailed it on the head. I think that's the only way to learn, isn't it? Like. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, we'll creep them back a bit. When I first started, well, Nancy and Graham, they got me through to um, they teed me up with um, Greg Prince down in um, Gippsland. I did a clinic down there with him years ago, and that was the best thing I ever did. <clears throat> And then I did a. I got Steve Condell down to here to Northeast and did a try. Did a did a clinic and he was fantastic too. Yep. Um, never short of a, a word, Steve, as you know. <laughs> but um, I, I'd say, and Steve, if I can just highlight what he starts as a um, in a training day, and I, not many of them do it. I Princey did it too, and uh, he will go through the care of a dog. You know how you tie a dog up. Um, you know, he's had experiences on stations and, you know, young fellas tying dogs up and going, sneaking off and leaving them without water, and, you know, horrendous bloody stories. And uh, he really got it across to people and stuck with me, you know, make sure that dog's got shade and water and, you know, yeah. there's, a, there's a bit, he, you know, I took a bit out of that and a few things he said I'll, I'll never forget, you know. Yeah, but, um, you know, things you just, 
in a thing like that, you just it carries on with you, you know. And it's um, yeah. if if a bloke can do that, I think he's a good teacher, you know. Definitely, well and truly. We grab that one, or we move back here. Ah, oh, back over here. All right. Cool. Uh, mate, what age do you like to start your pups? Oh, we'll give them a look at um, sort of 10 weeks old or whatever, just give them a bit of a look. Yeah, yep. A lot of people do with, in a litter. They just give them a bit of a look and as they progress, you know, just give them a bit of a look, but not 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 too long, not too long of sessions, just to give them a bit of a look and see how they're going. And and as they get up and they start working more, they're like, oh, we'll, put it, we'll try them again today. And, yeah. But, um, no, look, just sneak it on pretty, 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 um, pretty cautiously. But um, I'll be honest with you, I'm very lucky. My wife Carol and she does a lot of the pups work from, you know, years ago. I was driving trucks twelve hours a day, and she did a lot, a lot of the pup starting. And um, you know, so a lot of that work goes back to her. So I can't take all the credit, but um, yeah, it's it, it's good. And what what are some things that you can take away? What what did Caroline do with the pups? that you really admired the way that she approached? Um, she's very good at getting a sit on them. I was hopeless at getting a sit <laughs> on me dogs. <laughs> and uh, look, I was pretty impatient. I just want to get them working, you know, but um, Carolyn said, no, no, you got to get a sit on this dog. And um, well, Jake was one of them actually. And um, yeah, like it just a care with the dogs, you know, like very, very, very good with them. And um, yeah, so start them pretty nicely and which is good, you know, pretty cautious with them. And um, yeah, no, it's real good. Patient and nurturing by the sounds of things. Yeah, no, she was good. And when things would go wrong, we'd be we'd have a few um, few words, and she'd say, "Just just take it easy." You know, yeah, you learn to be. Well, you're trying to be patient with dogs. You know, I think that's the secret to it. If you you know, they will come come out of their shell a little bit more if you just you know poke them along. And do you have any milestones or expectations on your pups to reach by a certain age? Oh, six to eight, ten months sort of thing. I want to see them doing something, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, by that six-month stage, the, hopefully the lights are on and, the um, yeah, they're sort of doing something and then continue on from there. So, yeah, after 12 months or so, it's, it's getting – for for my dogs, yeah, yeah not very, very – really they haven't started by then, so, yeah. Yeah, and if you haven't seen anything – but like, if you were not to see anything from that six months, you still have. You, would you just trust your breeding, or would you go? You know, I've got to start to rehome, look at rehoming this. Yeah, this after six months, like we had a bitch um, out of one of our pretty good litters. She was absolute cracking bitch as far as nature and uh, what have you. But if she would even look at sheep. She would look sideways. Um, we could not get her to work, you know. But that's just the way it went, you know. But and, uh, anyway, I located her with mates young bloke and he i still see it sometimes now he just uh, he's got as a companion dog you know travels all over the joint with her and uh, absolute ripper but she won't work stop but yeah. um it's it happens sometimes it's just something in their makeup but um the rest of the litter were pretty good yeah yeah and and once you the, your pups are switched on and want a bit more how much time would you put in the training oh i just sort of say give them short sessions Yep. Um, and then just see how they go along and um, just sort of creep them sessions up a bit. Um, yeah, so don't uh, don't overdo it, but um, yeah, especially in the summertime or whatever, you've got pups, they get, they get hot pretty quick. So, yeah, as a young pup, but um, yeah, once they're over 12 months old, they start doing a bit. So, yeah. 
Um, and what's your ideal training setup? Um, do you start in a round yard or a square yard or outside or? Um, well, after I've done my Princey stuff, I always had a round yard. I, at, here at the moment, we haven't got a round yard. I've sort of got a semi sort of round yard. Um, and we've got a big, big square yard. So, and uh, that's all incorporated with a draft and for training and all that. So, yep. it is a similar to a sort of a round pen, but um, yeah, I always like to definitely in a controlled situation with me pups. So, yep. yeah, definitely. And you mentioned after you do your princey stuff, do you want to walk us through that a little? After I did it, or no, you just mentioned there after you do your princey stuff. What, can you elaborate on that for us? Um, what what we did with what what I continued on with it, or yeah, oh no, no, you mentioned there you go. Oh, after I do my princey stuff, um, we put a bit more in, but is that like just in bonding with your pup? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, it? virtually, yeah. Um, well, virtually, um, I, I start all my pups how princey showed us, you know, and then mix that up a bit with what with Steve Condell uh, showed us, you know, and Steve didn't sort of wasn't big on round yards, he was sort of he was happy with a square yard and showed us a bit of that. And um, and in addition to that, the last few years, I um, just out of interest because I, I think he's a bloody good handler. I went to a Jake Nowlin school, you know, yep. and uh, Jake's showed some a few little different things that I sneak into to my program a bit too, yep. um, which is very very good. But, um, as you know, Jake's pretty uh, pretty talented young bloody handler, so it was uh, very interesting to go and spend a bit of time with him so it's good loves to get in the in their heads yeah yeah no he, and he's another fellow he, he's good at explaining things and all that you know he's um gives his time 100 percent time to, to everyone was there so it's good and um there's a question here from rick freeman what dry training do you do with your dogs even after they're broken in and how do you handle dogs just before a trial uh dry training would he mean without sheep and all that sort of thing yeah yeah i do no do no dry training everything i teach my dogs is um with on with on sheep um i see blokes sometimes doing you know circles and stop here and stop that i don't do any of that um any any tune-ups or whatever it's all all on sheep but, um unless i give him a pat on the top of the head and having a chat to him and i don't do any training dry work at all but um yeah, yeah. No, no obedience training or like when they're younger on a lead or oh like yeah, that. yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Sorry, yeah, to incorporate that and uh, and Princey was a big one on that. If you, if you couldn't lead your dog in on, on a thing, you, you've got to. And, and Condell was a big one for that. Um, none of this um, whole you know running with your dog and it's towing you around the joint. That's just that's no no. We really you know get that lead lead correct. You know loose lead um, and walk around and get a bit of respect and. Um, which I've always tried to do is Princey was a big one for when if you're going into a gateway, don't let that dog walk in. Don't let that dog, young pup or whatever, walk in first. You got to walk in first and then ask him to come in. You know, yeah. and it's 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 just a start of that respect you. You know, otherwise if he's rushing in that gate, hell knows what he's going to do when you start putting him around some sheep. You know, and it's a process. Like he, he's not going to get that right from the start, but um, uh, we've always done that. Um, yeah, and it, it does work. Walk around your sheep with your dog on the lead, all that sort of thing. It's it's yeah. it's always been work for me. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. And, and just on what Rick said there with um, and before trial, any rituals before you go into a trial, mate, with your dog? Oh, just buddy, 
<laughs> not really, mate. Try and breathe a bit, you know. Yeah. But um, nah, try and focus a bit. Um, I try and step away from people a bit. You know, the worst thing you can do is stand there. If you're talking to someone two seconds before you've got to go into that trial. <coughs> Actually, Chris Sellers said to me one day, I was watching him and I seen him sitting over at bloody sitting down there just looking. I said, what are you doing? He goes, I'm focusing. I said, oh, well, that's good, which is, is a, it's a good thing, you know, just um, just step away and just have a look, what, focus what you got to do and focus on the job a bit. So, yeah, that's sort of the only thing I sort of do. Yeah. yeah, no secret handshake with Jake or whispering in his ear. No, oh, yeah, a few whispers. Yeah, a few whispers, mate. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool when I get yeah. out of the trailer. I'll go yeah, a little yeah. ritual I go through before. As soon as I get a dog out of out of the trailer, I'm at a trial. I'll get him out. I'll send him left, send him right, reverse, walk into me, bark. All right, all the buttons are good. Yep, let's go. And then we'll just sit out and hang out for my trial. Yeah. But I've always got that little ritual I do. As soon as I get my dog out, I'm like, out of my trailer, so I'm already yeah. in his head. Uh, <laughs> do the same thing with every dog at every every time we get it out. Oh, it's good. It, whatever works, isn't it? Really, um, oh, it doesn't always. Yeah. Work. It does always yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, look for a first run, but not a second. Yeah, yeah. But that's what uh, getting back to what horses and all that sort of thing, and and dog trialing, which is very um, uh, much of the same. It, both sports are very head leveling sports. Yes. You know what I mean? It can bring you back to earth pretty quick, horses and dogs. So Definitely. old fella told me that one day, horses and dogs will, will bring you undone sometimes, but um, you just got to get back on and, um, you know, especially a trial and that too, it can get disappointing. You know, this with the young people and all that are starting out. I try and give them a bit of confidence and it doesn't always uh, go the way you think it's going to go. Um, and that happens to the best of them. Absolutely. Definitely. And how long have you been trialling for? Uh, probably started about 2005, six, and then I, uh, Tess was a 2007, and Johnny, then two dogs I talked about, which started the Broken River Kelpies off, was 2007. So I did have a couple of uh, dogs, so probably around five, six, something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, and obviously, we've seen you around the, around the grounds, mate. But for our viewers that might not have seen you, do you want to tell us what trialing you do? Which one, Dan? Sorry. What type of trialing you have a crack at, and what you what you enjoy? Oh, mainly yard dog trialing, but um, I have had a go at it. Um, yeah, you know, the old three sheep trial. Uh, when I say three sheep, we used to run um, arena trials down here in Victoria, which is similar to a three sheep trial. Um, lately, I've done a few cattle dog trials, but not many. Um, I've done one down at the SSD, which um, eight on that run, and I've, I've won that one. But um, uh, just the cattle section. Um, but as I said, my dogs aren't full-on cattle dogs, nothing, but, yeah. And are you but enjoying I, I those like trials them. with three elements? Sorry, mate? And you're enjoying those trials with three elements? Like the outside yeah, yeah, great. The yeah, great. Yeah, really good. Um, and I think that's going to be a bit of a trend, Dan, like going yep, forward. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I quite enjoyed the one down there at SSD at Mansfield, and then we you know, we did the one up there at um, – Cow, you know, that was uh, what we do three sheep and and the yard dog, wasn't it? Oh, no, we did uh, three and sheep, cattle, cattle, and you know, yep. it was the three, yeah, yeah. No, that was yeah. a good concept, so um, yeah, no, it's good, real good. Right. What's some of your biggest takeaways from that format of trolling, mate? Um, oh, look, mate, it just shows you you've got to have your dog right, you know, like, um, you know, training in all different areas, so 
yeah, and uh, probably a bit of luck on the way, I suppose. But um, yeah, but, um, yeah, just keep at it. So yeah. And um, there's a question here from Rick Freeman. He's asked, "What changes in trials, if any, would you like to see if they were to be more useful and uh, to the improvement of real working situations?" Um, well, how does he mean, like in not not, not trialing or? Yeah, is there anything in trialling that you'd like to see change to simulate um, working environment? Oh, yeah. That's you a good question. Yeah, or do you reckon that they're already pretty close? Or? Oh, look, I think there's a few different things now that they're, they're putting into trial and it's um, pretty good. But, um, yeah, probably always open to something that's um, a little bit different. But uh, I think they, they cover, you know, most things to test a dog, if that's an answer. Um, yeah. yeah, like different. Uh, if you go to a lot of different trials, there's some different arenas and different sort of setups. So, you know, I think there's a good enough test there for dogs. Uh, absolutely, mate. You've mentioned um, a few different trials. There. How far are you prepared to travel for a trial? Oh, we'll go anywhere, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, we go. I've uh, been up to uh, trialing wise. Probably Armadale, the Australians is the furthest we've been up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the horses, we used to go to Tamworth and all that sort of thing. So that was that was a fair way up. Well, I ended up to Gundawindi and all that, but the dogs haven't been up that far. I've been over to Tasmania, overseas. So <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But no, nah, look, any any uh, good trials, mate, we'll, we'll travel. There's no doubt about that. So it's good. And what makes a good trial? Um, oh, good sheep. Good sheep, <laughs> and uh, and they're hard to come. Like we shouldn't say good sheep are hard to come by, but um, yeah, it's um, yeah, just a tough trial. It's good. A lot of people think you know sometimes you need easy sheep or you know things are going along alright, but a good tough trial is good, and you always get that right dog that winning on the end of the day. So, but, um, yeah, any trial is a good trial, I reckon. But, um, yeah. And yeah. do you have a, do you have a favourite trial to participate in? Oh, look, I do, mate. Um, as I said, all trials are good, but Henty's always a good one for me, mate. I've been successful there a couple of times. So, because um, Neil and all that run that now, it's probably another thing. They run a good show, and I think they're going ahead this year again. So, but um, yeah, Henty's, Henty's, oh, yeah, Henty's always a good one, and Gundagai, and Gavin. Because yep. I live in the northeast, um, I'll probably do a little bit more trialing in New South than what I do down here, but I want the committee down here, and I do a lot of trialing down here, don't get me wrong, but over the years, a lot of New South Wales blokes know me up there, so and um, thoroughly enjoy it. Great bloke, great, great uh, bunch of blokes up there. So, and, and do you yeah. see much vari variation in the way trials are set up in Victoria in New South Wales, or fairly similar? Um, oh, I've got to be careful here. <laughs> 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 now, nah, look, some of the Victorian ones are a little bit not not probably as hard as some of the. Uh, but in New South Wales trials, a lot of consistent sort of, you know, you'll have a platform for the for your um, open and all that sort of thing. Some of the trials down here don't have a, not all of them, but some of them don't have a um, trailer or whatever, but uh, most of them do, a little trailer or whatever. But, um, you know, just sort of putting a bit of a plus on New South, some of their trials, they do have, um, you know, they make it, make it a good trial, yeah. And we yeah. do down here too, but, um, yeah, just in general speaking, some of the little trials are, yeah, probably not as hard as some of the New South Wales ones. And, and actually, I, I, at the risk of upsetting people, um, 
we were actually talking a bit earlier before before we're having dinner here and like you look at we're looking at some of the um like the car core trial and what's coming up and um we're just talking about trialing in in general and especially when it's open trialing it, it's anyone's game right there's, there's yeah 100 you can't yeah. really say oh this person's going to win or this you're like there's no consistency in this person's going to win every trial or it's a it's just a mixed lolly bag everywhere you go is, yeah. is that something you've seen increase in time um there's a lot more now like you go to a maiden or a novice and ha- how many are in there now you know like yeah. only going back when i started there wasn't that many you know what i mean in uh in them classes but uh now but you're right down even to win a novice now like you bloody you know you don't know who's going to come our way with it but um it's it, they're tough to win not many novices. Yeah, when you got sixty dogs in them either. What's that? Yeah. There's not many maiden or novice trials, like yard trials, without 60, 60 dogs. Yeah, like yeah, exactly right. But well, if you get a mix up of novice maiden, like over hundred, some of them trials have hundred and twenty dogs. You know, it's um, yeah, it's a big, big, big run. Yeah, and, and it's just anybody's game, right? Like there's, just, you couldn't pick who's going to win. No, no, exactly right. Well. COVID buggered up, or didn't bugger it up, but it, it um, bring a lot of dogs out, it, it, you know, the maiden novice dogs that weren't getting through because they hadn't trialled, you know, so it made them classes a little bit bigger, I think, you know. So Definitely. Yeah. Some of our open classes down here are a bit, bit low, you know, but you've got a heap in the novice and maiden, you know, but it'll, yeah, we get trialling now and get a few dogs up, we're good. Yeah, start evening out a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. What do you feel is your best trialing achievement so far or just a special moment? Um, I keep going back to Handy. They were two championships <laughs> I won there. <laughs> That's um, right. I haven't won a championship in Victoria, but um, but that's just a personal thing. That if you ask, like, it's, um, yeah, Henty, it's, um, you know, win that twice, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a good trial. So, um, yep. yeah, I'd say that, yeah. Wow, awesome. Is there anything that you – see handlers particularly you know encourage novice handlers struggle with um and, and where do you think they can improve um that's a good question dan but um i can't get the dog food unfortunately no <laughs> <laughs> oh look it's hard like some you know their dogs probably some of them uh novice maiden dogs their, their dogs are overriding them a bit and just um yeah, a little bit more training and all that sort of thing. That's all, all I can say there. But, um, a lot of people, as I said, it's hard. It's not an easy sport to get into and start getting to the top. Um, but, yeah, just being – any advice, just stay consistent and, and keep training. And if you're having trouble, don't be frightened to ask people, you know, yeah. and other, other trialers and all that sort of thing because, um, you know, I know for a fact we're all there to bloody help and give advice to, so – you know, it's, um, I like to encourage young people to do it and, you know, get going. So it's good. Absolutely. And some of those people that might not because they're nervous, mate, you, you get nervous trolling at all? Yeah. I, like some, oh, look, I don't know why other people, just myself, you, you always do get a little bit nervous. But once I get in there and get over the white line, I reckon it's, um, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. But, um, old fella said to me one day, I, um, confidence is, it's probably 90% of your success, you know. If you can be confident and just, you know, work on your confidence um, and, you know, don't worry about your dog too much. Just if you've done your training, um, you know, be confident 
and that's that'll uh, sometimes not going to win all the time, mate. But you you know it's it, it's going to help you just stay confident. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. try and model your own like handling in or trialing off one of your seniors, like while you come when you started? Oh yeah, yeah. I um yeah, I, I looked at a lot of blokes, you know, like all them big, all them good handlers. I, if I start to mention some, it'd be, it'd be, there's a lot of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you watch them, and, and that's another thing I could say to people getting into it. Watch them blokes that are, uh, you know, all in good trialers. Watch what they do, how they open their gates, how they approach their gates, and and um, just how they work their dogs, you know. There's a lot to learn from just watching blokes, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, go and yeah. ask them if you if you got a question, just go and ask them what, how come you did this or that or whatever, you know. Yeah. Is there anyone like really, really influential to your trialing success? Um, I'm pumping his tires up here, but in the early days, mate, um, Steve Condell was a, I don't know, a, you know, he's not trialing now, but uh, you watch him trial and he was, um, yeah, he was a pleasure to watch, you know. Um, yeah. I like nowadays, I always love watching Trav Scott trial. He's just got that much uh, enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love that. Like he's, um, yeah, and I, I, you know, you see Joe Spicer getting around, and all them, Michael Johnson, all them good blokes, you know, like, and um, you know, McDougal, um, or Dean Hincher, you know, yeah. you, know he, you know, he wouldn't go past all them blokes, you know. Uh, I've probably it- left a couple out there. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> Mate, you, you're never going to cover them all, right? Like, no, nah, exactly right. But, well, um, a little bit, like you said it earlier, like you you watch a lot of people, you take a little bit from everyone, make your own style. Mate, you could be here all day thanking different people, like, like really. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly right. I'll get back to that. Like, you don't try and if you go to a Jake Allen or a, or a Greek Prince, well, he's not about now, but any of them things. And I've heard Jake and uh, Greek Prince all say that don't, you know, take a bit from everybody and go and ask questions and. You know, there's a lot to learn from everybody, you know. Yeah. And if you, you don't have to take it as advice either. Like someone, you'll go to a bloke that they, they, the way they're training their dog or whatever, it may not suit you. So don't be worried about that. Go to the, and then learn something off someone else, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I, I, um, I learn a lot of watching encourage handlers as well, you know, just watching some of the mistakes they make and go, shit, I used to do that a lot. And, you know. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just. Re, just re-putting things back in your head that sometimes we just take for granted. Yeah, because you know, yep. you, you've been doing it for a little while, and you just take some things for granted, and you're, oh shit, like that's little simple things that I, I don't really yeah. actually, you know, I, I, you might be training in a paddock at home, and you go, oh, I don't really think about that too much anymore. Maybe I have to pay more attention to to that. Yeah, what I tell encourage handler or people that I can see they're bloody nervous. I said, look, don't worry, you're not going to invent something that hasn't happened to anyone else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we've all I always tell them we've been in your situation. You know what the feeling's like going in there and showing your dog and think your dog's going to make a mess of it or whatever. But um, you'll never ever do anything. It's something that it's always happened before to someone else. So Absolutely. you just live and learn. Great advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You trademark that one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and is there any advice you'd give to someone? Um, Wanting to get into the livestock industry or working dogs? Uh, when to or when to uh, get into it? No, no, just if they want to get into it, any advice? Oh, yeah, I, I, it's great. Like um, just um, there's a lot of opportunity now. 
I know a few young blokes here in this area, like they become stock agents and but even working on farm, like if they want to get into it, there's, a, there's plenty of opportunity. Um, and, it, and especially if you've got dogs and all that sort of thing, if, if you like that sort of thing, it's, um, it's a great opportunity for young blokes. Yeah. Great opportunity. Right. Awesome. Beautiful. Thanks, mate. Mate, um, who would you like to see us to sit down and have a chat with on Dog Talk? Um, I've thought about it. this. There's a fellow down our way. Uh, he's our vice president. I don't know whether you have, I don't think you've had a chat with Roland Pell. Have you had a chat with Roland? No, no we, we haven't. haven't. I don't think so. He'd, um, he'd be a cool chat, actually. He would be. He's um, he's uh, he's got a very good passion for dogs and livestock for a long time. He was into horses years ago. The Roland yep. still may even have horses, but um, he um, he'll explain the rest of it, what's going on with him. But he's um, yeah, he'd, pretty, he'd be pretty interesting to talk to. He's a very passionate fella. Definitely. And he's one of the blokes that's um, part of our um, – him and Mark Wheeler have been doing some training days at the, out at Mark Wheeler's training centre at um, Benalaria, at Yum Doors, which is um, north of Benalaria. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he'd, be, um, he'd be a good fellow to have a chat with. Cool. Uh, we'll touch base, mate. If you could put a word in for us, mate, that would be much appreciated. Yeah, 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 yeah. No drama at all. Fantastic, yeah. mate. Was there a question that stood out for you tonight and they will win a bag of Enduro? Why did you finish uh, with the Grill mate? I think Rick's question there, one of his questions. Um, what was that one, Lee? Oh, there was a few there, mate, but that's <laughs> yeah. Cool. You remember it was Rick anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, Rick, exactly right. <laughs> Rick I remember was one of them. <laughs> but no, he's yeah. very enthusiastic, mate. He, he asked some good questions too. So Rick, Bloody thanks for your yeah. input every week. Yeah. I think about uh, the dry work and all that sort of thing. He asked some yeah. good questions yeah, there. Did. So yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Rick, um, mate, if you just want to reach out to us during the week, um, we'll uh, get a bag of Enduro coming your way. Uh, Dale, also thanks for your time. There's going to be a bag of Enduro coming your way as well. Yeah, I appreciate you um, uh, asking me on. It was um, been really good chat. No, thank you. Thank you. Maybe I haven't left away. anyone out. I'll get haven't away that easy, mate. <laughs> um, would you rather fight one duck the size of a horse or 20 horses the size of ducks? Oh, I've thought about it. I reckon 20 horses the size of a duck. Is that, is, that what the, is that what the answer was on that one? What was that? That's 20 horses. That. 20 oh, yeah. Horses? Yeah. And yeah, why, yeah. Why 20 horses, mate? Because uh, I don't like ducks. <laughs> and I, I had a bit to do with horses, so yeah. <laughs> what, what is it, mate? The, the feathers are a mess that you don't oh, like. Oh, yeah, a bit of both, mate. Just don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Never do I. Yeah. Uh, mate, thank you very much for your time tonight. Thoroughly enjoyed our chat. Um, to everyone out there who uh, tuned in tonight, thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure you took a bit away from it. And, yeah, um, I did. It's good. No, thank you. And remember, we learn every day, and the day we stop learning for each other will be a sad one for all of us. Thank 100%. you. 100%. Have a thank great you. evening. Cheers. Catch up. See you, mate.